Welcome to the Dallas Cowboys Blog Post Game Report. I'm Pablo. I'm Rob V. And uh, where to begin on the team's worst collapse in team history? Yeah, it was a pretty terrible, I can't even say second half. It was like a terrible fourth quarter. And I don't know. It, there's, there's but, uh, it started from, a, a, who was it, Collinsworth that kept saying over and over again that from 10 minutes into the, with 10 minutes left in the third quarter was when things started to go bad. God. That's, that's when Romo threw the first pick six. <clears throat> Bobby Carpenter of all yeah. people. Um, and I should probably know better as a Cowboys fan, but probably midway through the third quarter, I started talking so much trash um, <laughs> to the people that I had bets against from the Midwest. Uh, and let's just say they sort of rubbed my face in that uh, this morning. So it was pretty well, bad. Deser- deservedly so. But <laughs> the text I- messages after a few beers, the Cowboys being up, just, I don't know. Definitely undeserved. I should never do that again. It was definitely a tale of two halves. It was us dominating them. Uh, the score at the half was 24-3 or... 27-3 in the third, I know for sure. Yeah, 27-3 uh, in the third. Yeah, because we came out and we scored on the first drive, I think. And uh, it looked and like the, we had it, yeah. The only way to come back in a game like that is three interceptions with two of them being pick sixes. It's really, it's the only way they can get back in the game at all, and we really let them back in. So I think we probably could have run every down from there on, then on and won the game. But Oh, no, no. I, I would have to disagree with that because our running game has been so inconsistent that you, went, you would end up with three and outs consistently and give them the ball back, and you know you lose... Uh, kind of momentum from that point. What happens is you end up with your defense on the field more of the second half, and that's bad. You, you'll end up giving up points if you do that. So, so unless we could really count on our running game, I mean, that's normally conventionally what you would do, but our running game really hasn't proven that it can close out a game. They, they, he was Jones and Choice, they were doing all right this game, and they've gotten a little better. Like last game... Um, Jones showed some sparks in this game. He did as well. Like things are sort of an upward trend for the running backs, at least. Like I think Jones had 57 yards, a 19-yard long, and Choice had a 14-yard run. I mean, those are pretty good numbers, right? Combined, I think with him, Choice, and Murray, it's over 100 yards. I mean, yeah, we had over. I think it was 119 yards as a team when you combine it all. <clears throat> Uh, verify that, but um, it means it's well, reasonable. I think our running game's starting to get it together. I mean, it didn't help that Felix Jones' arm was pretty much out of its socket for the first three <laughs> games, but it's starting to look better. And I'm pretty sure it'll only get better as the season goes on, and that'll probably help things out a lot, right? Like, uh, well, it's always good to have a you know a reliable running game. That's part of football. You gotta have both phases of the game on offense. You gotta be able to run it and throw it. Otherwise, you know, if you're good in one area it's gonna suffer because you're not good in the other area. Yeah, I mean so. the the difficult part about this game is it's hard to talk about because the collapse was just so like utterly just Tony Romo being an idiot. And like in his post game conferences he, he admitted it. He was like those were bonehead throws. I shouldn't have done it. I have to get better about that. Like, so what can you really say beyond that? Like, well, do you read into anything of? Uh, did you see Jerry Jones try and talk to him on the sideline? Did you see anything about that? 
I mean, it's terrible. It's like a grandpa talking to his grandson. It's ridiculous. He's trying to like, oh, it's going to be all right. And I don't know. They baby Tony Romo a lot. And, uh, no, no, but I'm, I'm saying, do you read anything into Tony Romo kind of like snubbing him and shrugging him off? Like not even wanting to acknowledge him? I don't know. I think Tony Romo was probably a point in his career, especially after like, from what I've heard of him these past uh, couple of weeks, he wants to get past that. And it seems like that's how the team treats him, right? The team treats him as this odd chucks guy because that's who he's been. And he wants to get over that. He just can't help but be an idiot, right? Well, I'd say that his demeanor in the last three games has kind of shown that he wants to get over that, you know, well, it's just a game mentality. And he's really shown that when things go south, it's affecting him now. Like, the way he looked after this game he really let it affect him. He looked upset on the sideline. Jerry Jones tried to talk to him, and he didn't even want to talk to the owner. He just, like, shrugged him off and kept walking. He knew that he was the reason why the game had gone south. And, and it was. So, like, how do you dissect that as a fan or a commentator or anything? Like, it's really hard. Like, uh, the thing, the way I describe this is, like, this must be how... Uh, Brett Favre and Green Bay fans felt his entire career. Like, See, yeah. but the difference there is that Brett Favre brought them two rings relatively early in his career. I mean, so, not too early, but soon enough to where people weren't doubting his ability to come through in the clutch. So we'd have no idea if Tony Romo will ever bring us a ring, and he might. I mean, I can definitely see him. It could happen as soon as this year, and then right away people will be saying, you know, he's the next Brett Favre, because his... He's such a 50-50 player, just like Favre was, where one game he's you know delivering victory for you, and the other one he's snatching victory from the jaws of defeat, or all the way around, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I always get the confused <laughs> whole phrase. But that's exactly the way he plays. He plays where he could be the reason that you win, and he can also be the reason why you lose. It, it's as simple as him not having a ring. If he had a ring, people would say he's Brett Favre. That's basically of- what it would be. A lot of people want to say, like, we won't ever have a Super Bowl under Brett Favre. I mean, I mean under Tony Romo. <laughs> Tony Romo. But, I mean, there's, there's been a lot shittier quarterbacks that take in their team and win the Super Bowl. Like, Tony Romo oh, yeah. Yeah. is solid. He's got good numbers. And if, we, if the team gets together, they can win a Super Bowl. And I don't see that not happening under Tony Romo. I just don't see us going on any ridiculous run. Like... See, but therein is the thing about Tony Romo that, you know, people have problem with, problems with him not being able to win the big games. He hasn't proven that he can win in the playoffs. These kind of, like, disastrous losses that he has tend to come in big games. It's, it's one of those things where people are going to hound you until you do it, until you go and you win a championship. And he hasn't shown that he can get anywhere close to that despite being a good quarterback. He's, got a, he's definitely got a high football IQ, mm-hmm. and... He's proven that he can win, but can he win in the playoffs? Can he lead us to the ultimate victories? And it doesn't seem like he's been able to do that so far. I just wish we had another player on the team that really, uh, especially on offense, that could carry the team, right? Like, if we had a solid running game, even, it would take so much of the load off Tony Romo, and and it'd be great, right? But even when we do have that, uh, in years past, with Marion Barber and uh, Felix Jones, when they were actually doing well together, uh, Tony Romo still tries to carry the team at the end, and 
he gives it away a lot of the times. Like, you look at some of the really good teams that don't have uh, spectacular quarterbacks, and they play conservative towards the ends of games, and they make sure that they don't throw interceptions. And Tony Romo just is not of that mindset, and it's it's terrible. The most uh, ridiculous thing I heard, though, was during, uh, I think it was like the Fox pregame show this week. Um, it was either, who was who were the commentators of this game? Was it Collinsworth? or? I was asking that earlier, too. I want to say it was Collinsworth. And, but Collinsworth isn't Fox, is he? No, he's like Sunday night. Was it Joe Buck? It might have been Joe Buck. So they were talking about how Tony Romo... So I, actually, I think it was uh, Terry Brodsh, Bradshaw talking before the game. He was talking about how... Uh, they asked him who he would take, Stafford or Romo, and he said Stafford because Tony Romo was a backup and he plays like a backup still. Like he, As a backup quarterback, they tell you to just chuck it down the field. They tell you to take these long shots um, during practice, and he still plays like that. Like He doesn't play like a first-string quarterback, and that's all he's going to be if he continues to go down that road, man. He just he just doesn't play with his head at the end of games, and it's terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would agree with that in normal circumstances, but when Romo was a backup, he was a backup under Bill Parcells, and that's not the same thing as being a backup quarterback for anyone else. I don't know. I just remember watching him in training camps and in preseasons before he got the nod to actually take yeah. over the job behind Drew Bledsoe, and he always kind of carried himself like he was more than a backup quarterback, and I think he has that football IQ to know when he should take shots and when he shouldn't. It's just sometimes he still takes those shots. Um, Like, one of the interceptions in the game this week, he made a good read. It was no safety in the middle. Witten had beaten his man. It was just an underthrow because the line didn't protect him well enough. He had to throw off his back foot. I mean, that's, that's a smart play. He just didn't make the throw. So sometimes it's him making bad decisions. Sometimes it's just that the rest of the team doesn't afford him kind of the luxuries that other good quarterbacks get. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can definitely see what you're saying. Like, uh, Parcells definitely groomed him to be a number one. And um, I think people are just really trying to understand what it is. Like, nobody has figured it out, like, we all question what is it about Tony Romo that makes him do such knuckleheaded things at the end of games and no one has a real answer. Like there's all these theories and everyone wants to write an well, article. I have or... this theory <laughs> and I think he really just thinks too much or something. Cause the first, <laughs> the first pick six, the first pick six, if you really look at the throw that he made, he put air under it because he knew that he was throwing it in the deep flats towards the sideline. And he knew that if anybody was going to go under it, it was going to be Bobby Carpenter. Now, Bobby Carpenter, you don't think Bobby Carpenter is going <laughs> to make play, right? That's thinking too much and still trying to make that throw because you don't expect Bobby Carpenter to make that play. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and then from there, everything went downhill because that's a pick six and that immediately puts Detroit back in the game. But how many times do you think Bobby Carpenter played against Romo on the practice field. Like, I'm sure he knows a lot of Tony Romo's, like, uh, nuances and 
I mean, he knows him, so why even? I don't know. It was he's still Bobby Carpenter. <laughs> he's still a first round pick, though, right? I mean, he. he, <laughs> he I don't know. Is he? Is he still a first round pick? <laughs> it's a tough. I don't know. It's tough to deal with as a fan. You just. I don't know. Tony Romo's all right, and we'll see how he does. Uh, right. Well, it'll be an extra seven days that we'll have to think about this because, uh, of course, we're coming up on the bye week. Um, actually, we're not in too bad of a position. The Redskins and the Giants are at, what is it, three and one? Yeah, and uh, the Eagles are, what, one and two? Or one and uh, three? One and, one and three. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we could always be the Eagles, and we're not. <laughs> we're uh, just a little bit behind the lead in the division. Yeah, I mean, in years past, we've been the Eagles, and we've been this, like, overhyped uh, superstar team, and I don't know, it's kind of a, a little easier to deal with uh, being these underdogs this year. Like, no one expected us to do anything, and the fact that we are competitive against the Jets or the Lions or whoever, like, the fact that we're winning games is a surprise to anyone, so... I mean, look at how competitive we've been against the Jets and against... The Lions, who are now the only other undefeated team aside from the Packers in the NFC. I mean, look at the NFC, and who else do you really see making the playoffs? Maybe if Philadelphia gets their shit together, um, you assume that probably one of the either the Redskins or the Giants will, you know, give us the run for the division. But other than that, it's really maybe Detroit, Green Bay. You expect them in the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, I mean, our division's definitely wide open. It's. Uh... Well, the entire conference is. Yeah. I mean, the I only... The, only uh, the top five team in the conference. Yeah. I I definitely think we have a really good chance of making it to the playoffs, and that's really Tony Romo's only hope for uh, really quieting any fans. I mean, I don't know that he has to, like, take us to the Super Bowl or anything, but if he wins a couple of playoff games, that's going to be right. huge. And it, that's not to say that I wouldn't love for us to go to the Super Bowl, but I'm definitely not putting my money on it. Well, I think anything short of that, though, imagine if he gets us to the conference finals, you know, if we get to the NFC Championship game and we lose. Um, I mean, he could get us all the way there, and then if we lose in some spectacular fashion like he usually does, then <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't change anything. People will still say that he can't win the big game because he didn't take us to a championship. Yeah, but that's... It's every quarterback, right? Like, John Elway heard that his whole career. and I mean, Peyton Manning heard, it. Manning heard it until he won his first Super Bowl, and then he heard it some more because he hasn't taken them back. I mean, it's just what happens, and I think that I'll be happy if they win a couple of playoff games, even if they take us to the championship game. And Well, you and I would be happy, but I think the general fan base wouldn't. Let's just be honest. The general fan base of the Dallas Cowboys is... Uh, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> are pretty smart people, and uh, they <laughs> yes, really, they're, they're they really understand our quarterback, and uh, brilliant, brilliant people. So that's all I'll say about that. All right, well, we'll see you guys uh, two weeks from now when we take on New England in Foxborough. Yes. We Hopefully will, we'll we be, kind of flip back to being a good team. We'll be talking about that victory uh, us shutting out Tom Brady and uh, it'll be good. Breaking Wes Welker's knees and, and yeah. Uh, some, okay. Something else. Somehow Belichick will die. 
the middle of the game. It'll be great. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll catch you two weeks from now. All right.